This is Wessler Media. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm at the Kamai Library. <laughs> and there are mosquitoes here. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. If it sounds okay, I'm happy to do it from here. I think it's funnier. Most new shows like in Las Vegas and everywhere just fail. And so we expected it would fail. And so did the hotel. The hotel, the executive said, you have to buy your own microphone. We're not buying another microphone for one of you guys who's only doing a show here for four weeks and then going to steal it. The Ohio State Fair and Wessler Media are proud to present A Fair to Remember, discovering the stories of people behind this statewide tradition. This is Season 1, Episode 9. I, I bought my own microphone, and the show ran uh, for the next six years until the Hacienda was imploded. And so at the end of it, I took the entire sound system. <laughs> so, hey, real quick, this is part two of a couple of episodes that are focusing on the entertainers and their stories at the fair. So if this is the very first episode you've heard, I'd really recommend you starting at the very first episode of this entire series to get a really big picture of the Ohio State Fair. But thank you so much for listening. Let's begin. The Nerveless Knox are a family with roughly 300 years of history in the daredevil industry, so it's certainly within a realm of possibility that they predate the founding of the United States. A quick review here, with a few big highlights on their history. 1840, the Nerveless Knox recognized by the Swiss government as the first official circus of Switzerland. They performed for Disney, NFL, Ringling Brothers, the Queen of England, and Ed Sullivan, appearing on the same show in 64 as the Beatles. In order to do their thrilling stunts, it obviously takes thousands of hours of practice, incrementally increasing the risk over time. While they still realize the danger involved, it eventually becomes routine. In the circus, you learn how to juggle, you learn how to tumble. Then, you know, like the sway pulls, if they're 80 feet, you know, you start two feet off the ground, then 10 feet in increments. So this tower of chairs is stacking chairs to 30 feet. And, uh, you know, you learn, you learn how to balance on them. You learn how to do handstands. Always respecting, you know, your, your element of danger. So I'll be doing that, and it'll be kind of a cool thing, so. It's 1982, and Michelangelo Nock is contacted by stunt show and entertainment mogul Tommy Bartlett. Tommy wants Michelangelo to perform for his shows. Tommy Bartlett wanted me to do a helicopter trapeze act. Uh, Because I was really good at the trapeze, or I still am, even at my age, 51. So we we hung a uh, trapeze underneath a Bell 47 Jet Ranger. Tommy Bartlett owned another show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So I did the helicopter trapeze act suspended, a trapeze suspended underneath a jet helicopter 300 feet over the Great Smoky Mountains. And so you always remember that, you know, you're 15, 16. And um, what was so cool, my mom made us all these great costumes back then. So back then I liked Kiss. So I've got a picture, I should send it to you. She made me an Ace Freely costume. So I was flying around Gatlinburg on a helicopter dressed as Ace Freely. I thought I was cool. So fast forward 12 years later to the fall of 94, the Nerveless Knox are performing for a fair in Memphis, Tennessee. 
Once again, they encounter a world-famous British band. So we were in, yeah, we were working the Mid-South Fair, and at the same time, which had nothing to do with the fair, they had the Rolling Stones were going to perform that Saturday night. So my brother uh, and I did a the helicopter trapeze act, uh, you know, a couple times a day at the uh, Mid-South Fair. But the rest of the day, my brother would be giving helicopter rides, and he would give like 200 helicopter rides, and his flight pattern was right over the Liberty Bowl. And uh, there's Mick Jagger. So I just remember doing the act, and we're going over the Liberty Bowl, and I'm sitting on a helicopter trapeze, and I'm like, what? what is that on the Jumbotron? What did he just do? So we land, we landed the act, took a bow, and then the fair manager calls my brother and says, oh, I've got the Mick Jagger and the promoter. They want you to stop flying because, you know, the concert starts and, and my brother said, oh, no, no, we got the okay from the FAA. I'm, you know, I'm doing a business here. You know. So Mick Jagger saw that. So he gave us the whole front row, like 40 seats at his concert. So we would stop flying. My great-grandmother, they didn't have helicopters when my great-grandmother was around. So, you know, in the 1800s, there was hot air balloons. So she hung a, a trapeze underneath the hot air balloon. So all of a sudden you come to 1991, 1983, helicopter. The Knox do a trapeze underneath the helicopter. So that, that's how it's evolved. It's basically the same, just repackaged. So, of course, they're planning on the famed sway poles at the Ohio State Fair, but that is not the only thing the Nerveless Knox will be doing. And then the other act that we're doing at the Ohio State Fair is the Globe of Thunder. The steel ball, a 15-foot steel ball. I get in there with my son, Cyrus, race at high speeds, narrowly missing each other. Then my daughter, Angelina, stands in the middle for the grand finale. I had uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. He actually called me up and said, hey, I'm doing this big two-day concert in uh, Detroit at Belle Isle. And uh, Metallica closes the show, but I want your glow back. You know, and I went, okay, let's do it. And he was the nicest gentleman. You know, the biggest, meanest rock star in the world is the nicest, no bad words. Wow. You know, it's like, hey, it's a cool dude, right? So they interviewed my dad. So did all your sons want to be in the circus? Yes, he said it with a Swiss accent. Yes, but except one, Michelangelo. He was a little shy. So, uh, you know, not everybody's, uh, you know, when you're young, you're, you're shy of the audience and things like that. Now I, now I own the company. What happened to me? I don't know. <laughs> Next on A Fair to Remember, an entertainer's career who started on the streets of San Francisco. On the 4th of July in, in 1976, the manager of the Pointer Sisters saw me at a street festival and said, man, you are great. I'm going to call you tomorrow. You are open for the Pointer Sisters. And I am still waiting for that guy to call. It's only been 40 years. What's his problem? You served our country honorably, and we want to help you find a job. We want to thank you as a community and make sure that you find a job and that you're not struggling to find work. Ohio means veterans jobs. Ohio means veteransjobs.com. All for free. Go online and see what you can do to uh, help support your family, to help support your future. Because you contributed to us, you defended us, you kept us safe, 
this is the thing that Ohio wants to do in some small way to pay back for the service that you have done for this great country. And it's OhioMeansVeteransJobs.com. More information online for other jobs as well, OhioMeansJobs.com. And they've got a great a great app too. So check out the app. It's so simple. Like maybe delete the Facebook app so you have space for the Ohio Means Jobs app. Check it out now, OhioMeansJobs.com. Thank you so much for listening to A Fair to Remember. We've already begun preparing for season two. To comment and submit your story, visit the website, ohiostatefair.com slash podcast. Born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My parents moved to California in 1968 to the Haight-Ashbury. They were determined to become hippies, and uh, I was in San Francisco then as a little kid. Uh, and, I, and I happened to see a, a juggling show one day. I was working at a, like a carnival. Uh, throwing baseballs at, at fuzzy cats that are heavier than they look. <laughs> so, you know, I was you know hanging out this little carnival thing, and I saw this guy do a juggling show, and I went, dang, that seems better than what I'm doing. Meet Michael Goudeau. He's the entertainer who will occupy the gazebo stage at the High State Fair. He's right under the Sky Glider. Mike is the recipient of 12 Emmy nominations for his work with Penn & Teller. He's done some work with the Smothers Brothers, Lyle Lovett, and IBM. More recently, he's been on France's Got Talent and the Late Late Show with James Corden, showing off his world record for most bites taken from three apples while juggling. In case you're wondering, the most amount of bites is 151. Hello, sir. What's your name? Where are you from? Mike Goodell. I'm from Las Vegas. I can eat apples faster than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michael, take it away. Thank you, sir. Uh, that was really quite something, Michael. <laughs> In fact, when I was uh, 14 and 15 years old, I would ride my bike from San Francisco to Yosemite for the summer. And that's 200 miles away. And they would give me 50 bucks and say, you know, call us when you run out of money and you're coming home. And I would ride my I put on a backpack, pull a sleeping bag in a tent and ride my bike to Yosemite and stay there for months. It took me three days to ride there. <laughs> Um, we did 23 shows one day once. You know, we just, 23 shows. We were at a street fair, and we would do a show, and we would pass the hat, and we would count to five, and we would start another show. Just did shows all day. And we came home, and we had made $90 each. And in 1976, as a 16-year-old kid, That was the same as a million (laughs) dollars. And in 1979, we won Best Street Act in San Francisco uh, at Pier 39. They were having a contest on Pier 39. And uh, there was a uh, a caricature of of an agent there, a big, heavy set Italian guy with a giant cigar. I'm going to make you kids rich. And uh, he hired us and put us in a show that he was producing in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. A, uh, he was producing a Las Vegas-style review show in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. We started working in that. And uh, things just happened from there. My first night in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, my partner and I, we used to pass eight clubs between the two of us. And it, that was a pretty good trick at that time. 
And then we would catch the clubs for each and we'd turn and we'd toss them into the wings and we'd walk back to the center of the stage. And the stagehands would throw the clubs back at us as part of a joke we had written. We said, we're going to toss these to you. You catch them, count to three, throw them back at us. And they were, they were set. They were perfect. We, we, this is our first night in this dinner theater. We walk, we toss the clubs back. We turn around, we walk forward to the center and we walk forward pretty far. And when they throw the clubs at us, they miss us and crash into the tables of food and destroy a hundred people's dinners and drinks. Just the, just the most amazing. Just thinking, oh, we're dead. This is our last night in Valley Forge. I don't know what we're going to do. Somehow, people laughed. People laughed. The wait staff came over and cleaned it up. Everybody got refed. The show continued on, and it was uh, it, it was it was turned out to be turned out to be funny. And the thing that I've learned, and that a lot of us have learned doing shows, is that if you're willing to keep going, most people are as well. Michael Gudeau's career unsurprisingly led him to Vegas, where he was featured in a variety and cabaret show with fellow magician Lance Burton. 1991, Lance leaves the Follies to start a new show at the Hacienda Hotel in Vegas. Mike's variety act was included in this new show. Most new shows like in Las Vegas and everywhere just fail. And so we expected it would fail, and so did the hotel. The hotel, um, my first meeting at the hotel, the executive said, you have to buy your own microphone. We're not buying another microphone for one of you guys who's only doing a show here for four weeks and then going to steal it. I, I bought my own microphone, and the show ran uh, for the next six years until the Hacienda was imploded. And so at the end of it, I took the entire sound system. <laughs> um, I used to juggle a chainsaw as part of my show. And one day, I dropped the chainsaw, and it hopped off the front of the stage and an old lady caught it just perfectly as if she were a juggler and she stood up and revved it at me like she was going to cut me in half and then handed it back to me <laughs> I was like how can I be so lucky so stupid as to drop a chainsaw in the audience and yet so lucky as to have this old lady just catch it and hand it back to me it was nuts Michael Goudot's career has led him all over the world. France, Spain, Japan, Chile. He could even do his act in five different languages. On top of all the achievements in his career, this entertainer, juggler, producer, comedian is also the author of a book, Extreme Pancakes. While he has had a very successful and nearly 40-year career, Goudot has experienced some personal ups and downs. Five years ago, I was uh, very overweight and had really, really bad arthritis in my legs. Uh, I got both hips replaced, and uh, I started a diet, and I lost 55 pounds in 12 weeks. And uh, everything just kind of fell back into place. All of a sudden, I was kind of young and enthusiastic and energetic again. And uh, I, one of the things, oddly enough, Columbus has was good vegetarian restaurants. That's one of the ways I managed to lose the weight. And uh, I, I love this job. I have a... I currently an 18-year-old son with autism, and he and I are going to sail around the world because uh, there's nothing better for him than travel. 
When he is traveling, he is open to everything. We're building jobs out of our own hands. You know, it's not dependent on anything or anyone. It's this is what we are. We built we built careers out of nothing. You know. Coming up, a preview of this season's final episode of A Fair to Remember. We're back in a minute. The fair is over 160 years old. That is incredible. There is so much happening in this state that it is, it, it's nuts when you when you drive around. What I, what I try to do sometimes is think about the stories that only happen within the Ohio State Fair, but when you're driving and you look to your right, you look to your left, when you're maybe riding your bike, you're walking through a park, whatever, everybody has a story. So what is your story? What is an experience you had at the fair that you would like to submit for consideration of season two? And think about this. When you walk around the fair, there may be a couple up on the sky ride. There could be another couple who is maybe getting ready to get a funnel cake or an apple dumpling at Rutana's or something like that. You know, you ever think about that? Like, what are there? That, that, could, be, that could be a story starting right now. That could be a first date. That's what I think about when I walk around the fairground. So what's your story? OhioStateFair.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening to A Fair to Remember. Please remember to submit your stories to us at OhioStateFair.com slash podcast. We're almost at the end of season one of A Fair to Remember, but remember we've got something fun coming up for episode 10. Now, you may listen to this podcast in your car, office, bike ride, or some other location. However, in this season finale, you'll want to listen at the fair because we'll walk through the stories you've heard. This will truly give you an ability to see these grounds come alive, where the impact of World War II happened, where love stories began, and where historic concerts even occurred. There's more fun to be had than the season finale coming up next on A Fair to Remember. Under the direction of Omar P. Blackman from Cleveland, Ohio. A Fair to Remember is presented by the Ohio State Fair and produced by Wessler Media. Shout out to executive producer and PR manager for the fair, Alicia Schultz. She's given me the great honor and duty to help tell these stories. A special thank you to Triangle Talent, Mark Sparks, Michelangelo Knock, and of course, Michael Goudeau. Our opening theme is the beautiful Ohio Waltz, as performed by the 1994 All-Ohio State Fair Band. These episodes, expertly mastered by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judo Recording Studios. And finally, thank you to anyone who's done anything at all to help make this podcast a reality. This has been A Fair to Remember. I'm your host, Vince Tornero, and I'll see you on the Midway. What do you think? I'm in front of the library. Okay. Let's wait. Uh, let's wait uh, 45 seconds. There's an old couple walking a walk by and they're arguing. So <laughs> might be good. Might be good audio. <laughs> the production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit WesslerMedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's WesslerMedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.